Okay, um, welcome to the Teal Shirt Report. My name is Scott. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to do our, well, our post-discussion on the Jaguars losing their ninth game in a row. Amazing. Well, the Jags got off to a good start. I think the backup kicker now for Josh Lambeau is actually doing a pretty good job. And, uh, well, his first name is actually uh, Chase. He kicked a, uh, I believe it was a 41-yard field goal to start the scoring. The Jags had a 3 to nothing lead in the game over the Steelers. Well, the lead obviously didn't hold up. The lead uh, really evaporated very, very quickly because the Steelers scored 17 points in the second quarter, and that was really the difference in the game. The Steelers added another 10 points in the fourth quarter. The Jags got that opening field goal, that opening 41-yard field goal by a kicker, backup kicker, Chase McLaughlin, and he's actually done a decent job. So um, I think the Jags have got a decent kicker now, and they can use Chase McLaughlin and, until Lambeau is uh, completely 100% uh, physically able to come back. So, again, the final score, the Pittsburgh Steelers 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3. We're going to break it down and uh, look at some of the statistics today on the Teal Shirt Report. We're now listened to in as many as 21 states. We're listened to internationally in uh, France, Germany, New Zealand, Puerto Rico, Hong Kong. Hey, guys. And um, other places. I mean, the U.K., Big listeners of the Teal Shirt Report in England. Also want to say hello to Andy Powers in the Newport, Wales area of the UK. And we appreciate all of you tuning in to the Teal Shirt Report. Again, we're listening to in well over 17 states. We're on the biggies as far as platforms. Um, people say, where can I find the Teal Shirt Report? Well, you can type, you can actually type Teal Shirt Report podcast type in Teal Shirt Report Podcast to almost any browser and find us. But we're on the biggies. A lot of people have Spotify accounts. You type in, you know, you click podcast, type in Teal Shirt Report, and boom, there we are. So you can find us at Spotify. Anchor, of course, one of our sponsors, Anchor.fm. So you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Uh, Google Podcast is good, too. Uh, also, Pod Paradise, where one of our freelance writers uh, listens to us up in Alabama, South Alabama, uh, on Pod Paradise. We're also on Buzz, Buzzsprout. Uh, Buzzsprout is a very, very good player, and we, we you know, certainly talked about that in the past. So the Jaguars go down 27-3. Jake Luton, you know, honestly had a really, really rough game. You know, he had a couple of decent games. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Jake Luton has played great ever for the Jaguars. I would say he's played average to good. And I think classifying him as a rookie, six run draft pick, I would say you could you could rate his performance in the first game or two as as good. So now what happened, Luton had a had a had a poor game, but he did go up against a very strong, strong defense. So we take a look at the stats. If you want to compare the quarterbacks, 
Ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers was 32 of 46, 267 yards passing, two TDs and one interception. Jake Luton, on the other hand, 16 of 37. Is that what that says? 16 of 37. That's a bad game because uh, if that's correct, 16 of 37, um, that pass percentage is is way down there. Um, and Jake Luton was 16 of 37. 16 of 37 for 151 yards and count them, four interceptions. On the other hand, Jags running back uh, James Robinson continues to play well. 17 carries for 73 yards, not bad. Pittsburgh's running back um, uh, Connor had 13 carries. I think his name is James Connor, I believe. James Connor had uh, 13 carries for 89 yards. Receiving DJ Chark Jr., a, you know, a Paul Street, uh, um, four receptions for 41 yards. So not really good stats for Chark, but, you know, basically, I, I guess he was a leading receiver, four receptions, 41 yards. But Luton only had 151 yards on the day. So, let's see. D. Johnson, um, the Steelers' top receiver, 12 receptions for 111 yards. So, again, Jaguars go down after getting the lead 3 to nothing in the first quarter. Pittsburgh, you know, I mean, they the, the Steelers got an impressive win. 17 points they scored in the second quarter. They scored another 10 points in the fourth quarter. The Jags... You know, had a lot of injuries in the game. Defensive end Josh Allen went out with a knee injury. He's going to miss extensive time or a few games. We'll see what happens. I think Josh Allen, my guess is he's probably going to be shut down the rest of the year. You know, depends on how he looks uh, when he's evaluated the next couple of weeks. But defensive end Josh Allen out with a knee injury. Safety Daniel Thomas is going to be out and, and, and going to be out significant time. And Daniel Thomas is actually a guy who scored a touchdown on a uh, block punt. And he will be really missed on special teams. Safety Daniel Thomas. And he was also, you know, playing some on defense. Uh, DJ Hayden, uh, the nickelback, who played a lot. The uh, nickel defensive back DJ Hayden is going to miss significant time with an injury as well. Uh, Clay Brooks got injured. His injury's up in the air. I think he'll be reevaluated. Maybe he'll be to be able to play the next game. Um, understand offensive lineman Andrew Norwell will be out for this upcoming week or the next game, I should say. Andrew Norwell went out with a significant injury, but you know perhaps he only misses one week. Um, Norwell will be out for this week, so it means he'll miss the next game. So that's some of the you know, some of the Jaguars injury issues coming out of the 27 to three uh, loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars three. We're brought to you by anchor.fm, the simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor has been adding new enhancements and improvements over the last month or two. I've, and I've enjoyed the new enhancements and improvements. So when you listen to anchor, you know, when you listen to the Till Short Report on Anchor, you know, really at this point, feel certain you're going to be able to hear the, in, in most cases, as long as you got a good internet connection, you're going to be able to hear the podcast all the way through uh, with little or, you know, any issues. I know there were issues in the past with maybe having to, 
you know, move your mouse a little bit or shake your phone <laughs> to, to have the podcast continuing. But I think Anchor has straightened out a lot of those issues. Now, the reason why I bring that up is some people listen on Anchor, some people listen on Spotify, some on Pod Paradise, a lot of people on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcast. We're picking up listeners on Apple Podcast as well. So that's what's going on as far as the platforms go. Again, we want to thank our sp- sponsors, Anchor.fm. Also, you know, it's getting to be holiday season. Toys for Tots. I saw something on the scroll on TV about Toys for Tots. So, you know, think about the kids this holiday season. But again, our sponsors, Anchor.fm. Simplest, easiest way to make a podcast. Also, um, Saucer Reality. There's a lot of people that say, you know, I think I'd like to move to North Florida or I'm already here and I want to you know, get some more property or buy a, even a second home in some cases. So Saucer Realty makes it so simple. Uh, and go to BigJReport.com, scroll our our main homepage. You'll scroll down, scroll down till you get to the weather information. And the link for Saucer Realty in North Florida for your North Florida real estate listings and needs you can find the link to Saucer Realty uh, in the middle of our weather report. And we want to thank Larry Saucer. Just had lunch with uh, Larry uh, this past week, and we talked about real estate. We talked about football, had a great seafood dinner, and, uh, and Larry's one of our really good sponsors of the BigJReport.com. So remember, Saucer Realty, Saucer Realty for your real estate needs uh, in right here in and around North Florida. And, um, you know, Larry is primarily in Lake City, has a lot of listings in Live Oak. He does come to Jacksonville. So remember, for your real estate needs and truly something special as far as a great property, you know, and, and listing in North Florida, check out Saucer Realty in North Florida and, and talk to Larry Saucer. I will say this about Larry. He's, um, you know, and I've known Larry a long time and I went to school with Larry. And I want to tell you that Larry is, uh, you know, outstanding, a very trustworthy individual. And, you know, that's very, very important, you know, in, in the real estate uh, situation. So check out Saucer Realty. Saucer Realty from a guy you can really trust, Larry Saucer. So check him out. Saucer Realty. Go to BigJReport.com. Scroll down. When you get to our weather information, you'll find the link for Saucer Realty. It's kind of in between the forecast and the marine and uh, boating, uh, the marine and boating outlook in our weather. So, again, Saucer Realty, great sponsor at BigJReport.com. Uh, we're also sponsored by Lake Eufaula, Lake Eufaula Hits.com. That's Lake Eufaula Hits.com. That's internet radio. Great songs, identifiable hits on 24 7 at lakeyoufallahits.com. JC, our fabulous uh, freelance writer on bigjreport.com, handles uh, the internet radio, lakeyoufallahits.com. Check it out, lakeyoufallahits.com. It's all good. And, of course, you can follow us at bigjreport.com, and, and, and please do. So, again, a difficult loss. Pittsburgh 27, the Pittsburgh Steelers 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3. We're going to talk more about the game last Sunday between the Jags and the Steelers coming up as the Teal Shirt Report continues. Thank you for listening.
Well, you're listening to the Tilshirt Report. Thank you for tuning in. You know, we were talking about our sponsors a few minutes ago, Anchor.fm. Also, Saucer Realty, big sponsor of BigJReport.com. And I want to tell you, uh, you know, the great thing about owning real estate in North Florida and actually living in North Florida, making an investment and, you know, sit down, rest and stay a while, that, that kind of thing. But it sounds good, doesn't it? Well, what sounds even better is the weather in the area. I mean, this morning, as I'm, I'm doing this podcast on this Tuesday morning, November the 24th, and the weather, I mean, I, I woke up to a low temperature of 52. The high today is going to get up to around 74, 75 under clear skies. A lot of sunshine today. May see some clouds, uh, as I understand it, moving late tonight with a 20% chance of showers as we record uh, this podcast on a Tuesday. So, But the last couple of days, I mean, for the most part, it's been mostly clear. A lot of sunshine during the daytime. It's a great place to be, North Florida. And hey, folks, we're in we're in November, late November. Hello, and the weather's great here. Uh, we're listened to in twenty one states. Some of the states we're listened to. There's cold weather up there in Ohio and over in Colorado, and uh, we got listeners in New Jersey. And so, if it's uh, if you do find it cold, contact. You can contact uh, Larry Saucer at Saucer Realty. To find his link, go to bigjreport.com. Scroll down until you uh, find the um, the weather information. And, uh, you know, check our website out at bigjreport.com. And, of course, scroll down to where the, where the weather information is, and you'll find a link for Saucer Realty. Again, lakeufallahits.com, internet radio, lakeufallahits.com. It's all good. Great songs, identifiable hits. And it's, it's set up where there's different themes going on. Like, uh, you know, they've got a, there's a special uh, uh, feature. I believe it's called Rock Saturdays. Uh, so check that out. Check that out on um, LakeUfallahits.com. It's all good. And so we talked about our sponsors, Anchor.fm, Simplest Way to Make a Podcast, Saucer Realty. LakeUfallHits.com, and of course, you can follow us at BigJReport.com. So let's talk about these statistics. I mean, we did talk about some of the statistics, right? Jake Luton had a bad game. Jake Luton had had uh, four interceptions. We did talk about that. So we pretty much have hit the stats. Uh, you can go back earlier in the podcast, you know, if you'd like to hear more statistical information. But uh, Jake Luton... Let's see, 16 for 37, 151 yards and four interceptions. You look at that stat, and that's going to tell you the game didn't go well. And again, the final score, and I and I don't mean to laugh because I'm, you know, one of the biggest Jaguars guys out there, and, and these losses hurt. They add up. The season is what it is now. It's one and nine with a nine-game losing streak, and everybody's starting to talk about, hey, when Doug Marone's fired, who's going to be the next coach? We're going to talk about that on on our probably our next podcast. We're kind of heading toward that area. The draft in 2021 going to be important. The Jags have four draft picks in the first two rounds. And I'm, I'm looking at some of these highlights while I'm doing the podcast. Pittsburgh's offense, I mean, slicing up the Jags' defense at times. They scored 27 points. The Steelers didn't get the 30 that a lot of teams have gotten against the Jaguars, but still 27-3. to 
you know, Big Ben slicing and dicing through the um, the Jags secondary. Nice pinpoint pass on a touchdown pass by Ben. I'm looking at on a highlight, and uh, that's when he hit number 85. You know, that must be the tight end. Okay, so that's uh, that's what we're looking at. I mean, we're looking at quarterbacks, you know, franchise quarterbacks, which Ben Roethlisberger, without a doubt, is one. Um, the Jags played Aaron Rodgers uh, here recently, also with Green Bay. So the Jags have faced some, you know, some quarterbacks, some difficult quarterbacks. And, um, you know, I see Benny Snell, the uh, former Kentucky running back, uh, did run a one-yard touchdown run in. Hey, Benny Snell's on one of my fantasy teams. You know, he was a good running back at Kentucky and, you know, Pittsburgh you know, saw how well his potential was and drafted him. You got to give credit to Pittsburgh on, you know, how they draft. Um, that touchdown, here we go. That number 85 for Pittsburgh, that was Eric Ebron, who uh, Todd Wash, the defensive coordinator for the Jaguars, can't like Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron caught a 20-yard pass from Ben Roethlisberger in this 27-3 loss to Pittsburgh. But let me tell you what, Eric Ebron – I'm talking about a couple of years ago when the Jaguars had better talent on defense, more experienced talent on defense. Eric Ebron had a career day against the Jaguars back when he was with the Colts because he he and his career, let's see, Ebron started, I believe, with Detroit, went to the Colts. Now he's with Pittsburgh. There might have been one other team he was with also. But uh, the scheme, Todd Wash's scheme, man, he, Eric Ebron likes – the Jag scheme because he had a career day. In fact, I think he had like three touchdown catches against the Jaguars back in, I think, 2018 when he played for the Colts. So Eric Ebron has had some good days against the Jaguars, and so have, um, you know, many other players. Cole Beasley when he was with Dallas, uh, Derrick Henry, no doubt, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. So don't. Don't let me get started on Todd Wash. I will say this, talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, with with Coach Doug Marone. The good, the bad, and the ugly with Coach Doug Marone. The good, we'll talk about the good first. Doug delegates authority well as kind of the CEO of the uh, coaching staff because he's the head coach. So he does uh, delegate authority well on the field and, uh, you know, throughout practice and Doug does a decent job as a coach. Uh, coach Doug Marone has kind of been caught in the middle of uh, Dave Codwell's situation. I know Tom Coughlin was with the Jaguars in 2017, 2018, and then, you know, Coach Coughlin, the executive vice president back then, was fired last year in 2019. You know, Tom tried to find some people. <laughs> Tom might have broke some rules himself trying to find people um, against some uh, some things that weren't allowed in the CBA. But I'm going to tell you what. Let me say this about Tom Coughlin. The Jaguars have been to three AFC championship games, and Tom Coughlin, whether being the coach or being the executive vice president, he was involved in all three. I rest my case with Tom. The Jaguars have gone to three AFC championship games when Tom Coughlin was involved with the team. Of course, he was fired last year. Doug Marone has been kind of caught in the middle of 
Tom Coughlin, but now you can't blame Tom Coughlin. He was gone, you know, they, he got fired last year. But uh, Dave Codwell, you know, has kind of left Doug in the, in the middle of all this in some respect. Uh, I will say, going back to Doug Marone, the good, he does delegate authority well for the most part. He stands behind his coaches. He definitely doesn't want to get rid of Todd Wash. That's some of the good and the, that's some of the bad, actually. But talking about the good, Doug Marone, he's good, delegates authority well as a CEO on the field, uh, stern when needed, but a player's guy. As a uh, former uh, player himself, Doug Marone was an offensive lineman back in the day. And, of course, Doug, as head coach, was part and also the head coach of the 2017 AFC South Division Championship team. That's right. The Jags just three years ago in 2017 won the AFC South Division Championship. Boy, how things uh, take a, a quick turn, right? Take a quick turn south. Um so, again, that's a plus um, and some of the good of Doug Marone. That he was the head coach of the Jaguars in the 2017 AFC South Division Championship team. And a uh, they were a participant that year in the AFC Championship game, the difficult loss to the Patriots back in January of 2018. Okay, now the bad. The bad for Doug Marone? The record, right? And the score, the latest game. What have you done for me lately? The Steelers 27, the Jaguars 3, the final score of the game uh, last Sunday. The ugly, not firing the assistant defensive coordinator, the assistant coach defensive coordinator, Todd Wash. Again, let me repeat the ugly. Not firing the assistant defensive coordinator, Todd Wash. And um, also, some of the ugly... um, Doug, in my opinion, should have made a much stronger point with the officials. He did show his displeasure, but Doug Marone should have made a much stronger, a much uh, stronger point with the officials with some of the bad calls, like in the Houston Texans game and the call, the holding penalty against A.J. Ken, which I looked at the replay, did not look like holding to me, and um, several thousand people thought the same thing uh, watching the game against Green Bay. So that's what we're looking at. You know, without a doubt, the Jaguars, unless something absolutely off the wall happens and the Jags go on a winning streak, which they're not going to here at the end of the season, Doug Marone is going to be out. He's going to be fired at the end of the year. Doug is a good football man, and, and, you know, he gets the team to play hard. And as long as the Jaguars team is giving that effort in the games, you know, close to 100%, I think Doug is going to remain the coach until the end of the year. The Jaguars will have a decision to make on hiring a new coach. In my opinion, they need to hire a new coach and find a new general manager that can work well with the coach. That's kind of how I feel about it. As far as uh, the quarterbacks, well, when you talk about the 2021 draft, first of all, the Jaguars are going to be way under the salary cap. They could sign a defensive lineman in free agency or two. That hasn't always worked out, but sometimes it has. You know, um, um, you know, talking about Malik Jackson was a good signing a few years ago. So was Calais Campbell. You know, i.e. Calais Campbell, i.e. Malik Jackson. Um, so you can, with getting way under the cap, of course, you got to convince a free agency to come to Jacksonville with a lot of losses here in the last couple of years. 
to build the thing back up where the Jaguars can contend, perhaps in the next couple of years after this dreadful season. So Jaguars are going to need at least two stud or solid defensive linemen in either the draft or in free agency. The Jaguars are going to need to add, I believe, at least one more cornerback. And the talk is, who do you pick with that first pick, which right now would be second in the draft? Trevor Lawrence may be gone. And if Trevor Lawrence is gone, is everybody else way below Trevor Lawrence? You know, the reports I get, Trevor Lawrence is the number one quarterback in the draft. Then comes Justin Fields. Um, The quarterback at Alabama may be three and Trask may be four, or you may say Trask three. And um, what's a guy at Alabama's name? He's from Jacksonville too, isn't he? Mac Jones. Mac Jones at Alabama. You know, I saw him throw a pass last year. And, you know, last year was really the first year he got an opportunity to, to play for Alabama. I saw Mac Jones in the bowl game uh, last year when Alabama played in the bowl game. I, I looked at the alignment. You got to give, and we're going to talk about the Southeastern Conference here in a few minutes, but you got to give Coach Nick Saban some credit. Even though I think he's kind of slowing down, but I think I was, in some respect, should I say I was wrong? Because I thought Alabama would have lost a game this year, but they haven't. Last last I checked, Alabama 7-0 and in a you know SEC conference-only schedule. And I do want to stay on, you know, certainly on a topic with the Jaguars here. But Mac Jones is a guy that, you know, he's from Jacksonville. He um, finally got his shot to start playing last year with Alabama. In the bowl game I watched, there was a play. I want to go back to this play. And the, the defense, when, um, you know, when Alabama was playing in, in a bowl game last year, the wide receivers were well covered. I think they might have been doubled. And there was one defender on the tight end. The tight end did like a straight down the field route. Mag Jones showed composure and threw about a 20, I'm going to say a 20 to 25-yard pass to the tight end. He showed me something on that play. So Mag Jones is a guy that you got to put in the top four. You know, as far as quarterbacks out there in the draft, Trevor Lawrence maybe number one. Perhaps Justin Fields is two, but maybe Mac Jones is two. It's not so much what they did in college. It's what they're going to do in the NFL. And that's the truth of the matter. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the number one guy. Is Justin Fields number two, like so many people say? Or is it Mac Jones or Kyle Trask number two? I think you. I think most experts are looking at it like this. Trevor Lawrence may be the number one quarterback in the draft. Justin Fields, number two. Um, Mag Jones and Kyle Trask, maybe three and four. So if you can't get Trevor Lawrence, are those other guys close to what Trevor Lawrence is? Because Trevor Lawrence is kind of mentioned actually in the breath of a back like when John Elway was drafted, one of the most successful quarterbacks of all time. So, the Jets have still not won a game. The Jets are, are slated to pick first. The Jaguars at this point would pick second. Um, you know, the Jets have a quarterback in Sam Darnold that they got in the draft, what, it's been like three years ago. So the Jets are always ready to draft the QB, and the Jets are terrible. Hey, the Jags are pretty close to what the Jets are. 
at this point, sadly. So that's what we're looking at as far as uh, draft. We'll cover the draft a lot more extensively, of course, when we when we get you know to that point. But again, the Jaguars go down last Sunday. Pittsburgh 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3. Now, as far as the Jaguars are concerned, they're 1-9, but they were playing an undefeated 9-0 Pittsburgh team. Uh, Pittsburgh was actually about a 10 to 10.5-point favorite in this game. And again, the of course, the uh, Jaguars lost by 24 points, so it was not a good performance. The Jags had a good performance against the Houston Texans and two-point loss a good performance against Green Bay and a four-point loss. But the Pittsburgh game, it tells you how important quarterback play is because, I mean, let's face it, Luton, Luton Tootin, Tootin Luton, uh, Luton is somebody with the NFL Network called him, kind of rhyme with Crouton, right? Luton, Luton, Luton um, had a couple of decent games, a, an average to good game in his first and second games. His third game, let's face it, was a stinker, but he was playing a good defense. But it comes down to quarterback play. I mean, you're talking about Luton completing, what, 50% or less than 50% of his passes, throwing four interceptions. Luton had a bad day against the Steelers. Quarterback play, I mean, that's what decides the games, right? So, again, the Jags go down. Pittsburgh 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars 3. We're going to talk next about the uh, Southeastern Conference. Uh, the SEC, the BigJReport.com, SEC Power Rankings. Uh, we'll talk about those next as the Teal Shirt Report continues. Okay, so uh, Jake Luton has his first really stinker, his first really I mean, just really bad game, four interceptions. So now the talk, obviously, is when's Gardner coming back, right? Uh, Gardner Minshew has been uh, healing from, you know, some fractures in his throwing thumb. So, you know, hopefully Gardner will be back soon. I think these guys, Luton and especially Gardner Minshew, both have uh, talent. Um, they both have you know, certainly their talents that they can provide an NFL team, whether it's in a backup capacity. I like I like uh, Gardner Minshew. You got to remember when Gardner was playing uh, back in October, there were reports that surfaced later that Gardner may have hurt the thumb October the 11th in the first Houston game. So he may have been playing as many as two or three games at not 100%. So when Gardner is 100%, what do we got? Maybe we've got a much better quarterback at that point. However, looks like a quarterback is coming in the draft. Probably, uh, I'm, I'm hoping uh, that the Jags make a clean sweep with a new GM coming in in 2021 and also a new head coach. I, I think the Jags need a fresh start. The record says, yes, they need a new head coach and a new general manager where the two coming together and can work well together. That's That would be the ultimate uh, scenario for the Jaguars. As far as the SEC power rankings go, I'm going to say this. Whoever plays Alabama, and they get smashed by Alabama, 
man, when you go up against Alabama, you're going to fall a spot or two in those SEC power rankings. I mean, Kentucky is decent. Kentucky, you know, I thought had a, had a pretty good defense, but Bama threw a 63 burger on them, 63 points. Uh, going back to those games that were played last Saturday in the SEC, as we take a look at the BigJReport.com, SEC power rankings versus scoreboard, SEC football, Florida 38, Vanderbilt 17. Vanderbilt played very well. They came to play, especially in the, you know, in the first quarter. Uh, Vanderbilt had a 10-7 to lead late in the first quarter. Florida did rally, of course, took the lead and went on to a respectable and, and nice uh, win. You know, it's actually a 21-point win over Vanderbilt. So Florida won the game. Florida 38, Vanderbilt 17. Auburn, Auburn's one of the top five in the power rankings. Auburn's fifth. Auburn defeated Tennessee 30-17. to 17. Tennessee is not one of your top five or six teams in the SEC this year. LSU, um, it's got to be disappointing for Arkansas. They were looking for their fourth victory. Their coach, Sam Pittman, has done a good job at Arkansas in 2020, keeping that thing together and, and really putting a, a fundamentally sound team together that's probably not as talented as many of the SEC teams, but they won three games and they almost won a fourth. LSU starting to find themselves a little bit. That's why I was always worried for Florida when the game got uh, postponed here several weeks ago that Florida may be catching LSU at a more difficult time when a young LSU team is, is getting stronger and better as the season goes on. And Florida is supposed to play LSU a week before the SEC championship game. So LSU beats Arkansas, LSU 27, Arkansas 24. Alabama smash Kentucky, Alabama 63, Kentucky 3. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, Max Townsend, one of our listeners uh, in the Fall, Alabama area, he's a big Georgia Bulldog fan, and the Bulldogs won the Battle of the Bulldogs. Georgia 31, Mississippi State 24. Uh, Missouri defeated South Carolina 17-10. to Muschamp was fired even before that game. You know, South Carolina fell to 13th in our power rankings. Also on, let's see, sat, these games that I'm talking about were played on Saturday, November the 21st. The Ole Miss at Texas A&M game was postponed on Saturday, November the 21st. I'm assuming COVID issues, COVID concerns, um, as well as the Clemson-FSU game. FSU may have pulled a fast one on uh, Clemson. Clemson had already arrived for the game. And then FSU said, oh, no, we're not playing. There's some COVID issues. And I think it was mentioned that some of the COVID issues were on perhaps the Clemson side. So FSU says, hey, we're not going to play. Uh, Clemson versus FSU. The game was canceled or postponed. Coach Mike Norvell says he's still willing to, you know, play Clemson in December, I think. But uh, the Clemson versus FSU game was canceled or postponed right before kickoff. And uh, the game was supposed to be on the local ABC affiliate in Jacksonville. And then at the last minute, they, they take the Florida Vanderbilt game at 12 noon and they throw it on the local ABC affiliate. And I haven't really seen that type of thing done before. But, of course, uh, you know, ESPN and ABC are basically owned by the same people. So they... They can do. They own college football. That was the goal of ESPN. 
several years ago. They wanted to own college football. There's an indication of it. So uh, the Florida Vanderbilt game was moved from ESPN to ABC after the Clemson versus FSU game was canceled or postponed, if you will, right before kickoff. And again, I am assuming COVID-19 concerns or issues with the FSU-Clemson game and the Texas A&M Ole Miss games, uh, these games being postponed. So there you go. Um, thank you uh, for tuning into our Till Shirt Report. We're listening, or I should say you're listening to the Till Shirt Report. I'm certainly here. Uh, let's take a look at the, uh, you know, I saw something on the scroll too, some good news. Vaccines are coming, right? The COVID-19 vaccine being tested, I think there's more than one COVID-19 vaccine. Maybe we're going to have a choice here in a few days or a few weeks or a few months. You want to get the good one, right? Okay, let's take a look at the SEC power rankings. And again, COVID-19 is nothing to certainly joke around about, but because people have lost their lives. Um, and the games have been postponed and canceled, you know, and it looked like we were – we might not even have a season. However, the SEC has had a season. Taking a look at the, um, and I wasn't trying to make light of, you know, COVID-19 earlier, but, you know, you want to make sure you get a good vaccine if you're going to take the vaccine because, um, you know, stats out there say that, that I think over, you know, it's a country divided, you know, the United States. Um, I'm, I'm, and this is not a political show. I'm not going to get into politics, but, as far as the vaccine goes, it looks like statistically that number's going up, but I think still only maybe 50 or 55% of the country is actually wanting to take the vaccine. So we'll see what happens with that. By the way, if you have any opinions on any of these things that we discuss, and again, most of what we discuss is Jacksonville Jaguars related, also North Florida Entertainment, other area sports, and, um, well, you know, we do high school football. And if you like high school football results, I'm going to recommend you go back to episode show number 73, our last episode, because this episode show is episode show number 74. Let's take a look at the SEC power rankings. Alabama 7-0 and at the top of the heap, number one. I have made a change. I have moved Florida ahead of Texas A&M. Texas A&M did not play last week. Their game was... Uh, was postponed, so they didn't get a chance to pick up that sixth win, but Florida did. Florida's six and one. Now, and here's a comparison. You know, when you compare Florida and Texas A&M, and I know some teams are better early in the year. Some teams like LSU may be becoming better later in the year. And Alabama, they're just, I mean, they have exceeded my expectations for them this year. Alabama seven and zero. When they play a team and demolish them, it's going to knock them. It's going to knock them down a notch or two, or a slot or two, in the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. So Alabama at the top of the heap at seven and zero. I have moved Florida to number two. I've moved Florida to number two. Florida now six and one. Um, a comparative game, even though Texas A and M beat Florida at Texas A and M, a tough place to play, by the way. And I think Texas A&M was firing on all cylinders, and Texas A&M played a lot better against Florida than they did against Alabama. Of course, Alabama may have had something to do with that too. But uh, Florida now six and one. I've moved them ahead of Texas A&M. I got Texas A&M at five and one, number three. Georgia at five and two, number four. Auburn at five and two, number five. Those are your top five teams. All five of those teams are still in the running for the SEC title. However. 
certainly Alabama and Florida have the inside track and the best shot of getting to the title game in Atlanta in, uh, you know, in late December or mid to late December, I should say. So Georgia is fourth at five and two. Auburn is fifth at five and two. I got Missouri. Missouri's playing better. They put a win in the hopper. Um, Missouri's three and three. Kentucky three and five. So Kentucky dropped a spot after getting blasted by Alabama. Might have, maybe I should have dropped Kentucky down further, but we'll keep them at seventh for now. So we got Alabama one at seven and zero. Oh, Florida number two at six and one. Texas A and M third at five and one. Georgia fourth at five and two. Auburn is fifth at five and two. Missouri, they got three wins in the hopper. We got them sixth. Missouri at three and three. Kentucky seventh at three and five. Ole Miss under first-year coach Lane Kiffin, eighth at three and four. LSU now starting to uh, play better. They beat Arkansas by a field goal. I think Arkansas was really disappointed. They feel like they should have won that game. LSU was ninth at three and three in our BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. LSU is ninth at three and three. Arkansas is 10th at 3 and 5. I got Mississippi State at 2 and 5. They put up a valiant effort against Georgia but lost by 7 points. Mississippi State is 11th in 2 and 5. Tennessee. You know, unless they turn it around, you know, they had a good second half of the season last year, but now they're 2 and 5. Tennessee is 2 and 5 and 12th in our SEC power rankings. 13th is South Carolina. What did 13th get South Carolina when they fell to 13th last week in the power rankings and they're still at 13th now at two and six after coming off that loss against who they played last week, Missouri. That's right. They, um, and they had already fired Muschamp a few days uh, before the Missouri game. Uh, Missouri defeated South Carolina, Missouri 17, South Carolina 10. And that got Missouri up to sixth in the, in, in the good old uh, power rankings, right? So, um, reviewing a little bit again, Missouri three and three is six, Kentucky seven to three and five, Ole Miss is eight at three and four, LSU three and three and ninth, Arkansas 10 to three and five, Mississippi State and coach Mike Leach 11th, Mississippi State two and five, Tennessee 12th at two and five for the Volunteers. 13 South Carolina, now 2-6 and six coming off that seven-point loss against Missouri. They're going to be looking for a new head coach. Muschamp got fired last week after they fell to 13th in the SEC, uh, SEC Power Rankings, the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. South Carolina fell to 13th. They're now uh, – well, they, they were 13th last week, and now they're at 13th this week. South Carolina 2-6. and six. And, of course, Vanderbilt. With a really a valiant effort against Florida, especially early in the game, where Vanderbilt held what a ten to seven lead as of uh, late in the fourth quarter, Vanderbilt had a ten to seven lead over Florida, but the Gators came back um, really to mash Vanderbilt. Florida thirty-eight, Vanderbilt seventeen. Again, Auburn thirty, Tennessee seventeen, LSU twenty-seven, Arkansas twenty-four. Bama destroys Kentucky, Alabama sixty-three, Kentucky three. Uh, Georgia with a 31 to 24 win over Mississippi State. Not really a real impressive win by Georgia, but a win is a win, right? And you know, I was talking about Florida moving ahead of Texas A&M. Keep in mind that Texas A&M, way back, I think it was their first game of the year in 2020. Texas A&M really they only beat Vanderbilt by what three or four points to start the season. So 
I think Vanderbilt had more players available to him then and probably had a better team. And Texas A&M, quite frankly, was not playing as well early in the season as they are now. But Vanderbilt is at 14th. You can't – I tried to keep Vanderbilt out of that 14th spot early in the year. They were – we had Vanderbilt, what, 12th and 13th at one time. But Vanderbilt, I mean, at 0-7, that's where they have to be, the basement of the uh, of the BigJReport.com. SEC power rankings, Vanderbilt is at uh, 14th. So so that's what's going on with the BigJReport.com Southeastern Conference power rankings. Again, the uh, FSU-Clemson game was uh, over in the ACC was uh, – postponed or canceled i think coach mike norvell saying hey we're, we're still we'll, we'll still play in december so we'll see what happens with that um maybe a blessing in disguise and uh, maybe fsu saying hey we did beat north carolina but we've taken some beatings also this year and maybe a, a year off from playing clemson wouldn't be the worst thing in the world however and you know clemson lost to notre dame by by a touchdown right so it's been an interesting year. I think Coach Mike Norvell is a good coach, and I think he'll turn Florida State around. I think it may take him longer than some people thought, maybe two or three years, but I think Norvell will get the job done at uh, Florida State. So that's a little bit about Florida State and the cancellation or the postponement or cancellation of the Florida State-Clemson game. And that, of course, is a complete look also, looking at the SEC with the power rankings, the BigJReport.com. SEC power rankings. North Florida Entertainment. Concerts coming up. Uh, Jacksonville's very own 38 special at the Florida Theater, still on for December the 10th. 50% capacity in the Florida Theater. That's right, 50% capacity at the Florida Theater. I think you got to buy the tickets online. I believe the box office at the Florida Theater is only open on show days, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to have to wear a mask if you go in the, you know, go near the ticket office. You're going to have to wear a mask at the show. Um, going to be social distancing, and again, 50% capacity, which at the Florida Theater, which it holds maybe 1,900 to 2,000 people, means that only about 900 to 950 people will be let in for the 38 special show on December the 10th. As the Florida Theater, the historic Florida Theater, is having their reopening in December for for concerts and shows, of course. Um, Elton John, way in the future, twenty twenty two. Elton John announces the um, the farewell, uh, his farewell tour, the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road farewell tour, uh, will come to Jacksonville, Florida, on April the twenty third of twenty twenty two. Not 2020, not 2021, but 2022. Elton John and his farewell tour will be at the uh, Jacksonville, Florida, Five Star Veterans Memorial Arena on April the 23rd of 2022. So a little bit of North Florida entertainment. It's great to be able to talk about some shows that are most likely going to come off and uh, and actually uh, be performed. So that's a great thing. Uh, to tell you about here in North Florida Entertainment with the Teal Shirt Report. That's going to do it uh, for the Teal Shirt Report today. Let me let me say this. I wanted to mention the email address because I've, I've touched on some things during episode show number 74. Um, quite frankly, that I just don't want to leave it out there and say, hey, you're not allowed to comment on what I'm saying. Because you are. You can email me. My name is Scott. 
you can email me, scott at bigjreport.com. Again, the email address is scott at bigjreport.com. We do run the bigjreport.com Facebook group. Our website is bigjreport.com as well. I want to thank our sponsors, Anchor.fm, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast. Also, we want to thank uh, Saucer Realty and Larry Saucer. You know, whether it's home, residential, commercial, or, you know, business, uh, real estate, uh, talk to the folks at Saucer Realty. You can uh, find their link to their website. Go to bigjreport.com. Scroll down. You'll find the link for Saucer Realty in North Florida uh, in our weather and about the middle of our weather information. So we, a special thanks to our sponsors, Anchor.fm, uh, Saucer Realty, LakeUfallahits.com. Internet radio where it's, hey, it's all good. And you can follow us, of course, at bigjreport.com. You can email us again. Email us uh, scott at bigjreport.com. That's the email address, scott at bigjreport.com. For any comments about the shows and episodes, this is episode show uh, number 74. For high school football scores, the latest high school football scores, some of the latest uh, North Florida Playoff games for high school football, whether it's North Florida, South Georgia, or even uh, parts or pockets of South Alabama. Uh, pull up the preceding episode, the, the episode number 73, and get your high school scores and high school football interviews with uh, BigJReport.com contributor and interviewer uh, Alex Nunnery. You can uh, Check out Alex's reports on the preceding episodes, episode 73, and even some of the earlier episodes as well. Alex Nunnery has gone to a high school football game almost. He's gone to at least one high school football game and some some weeks too, like on a like on a Thursday and a Friday. And I think he's even gone to a Saturday, and there was a Monday high school game that Alex went to, a Monday evening high school football game. And these are playoff games now. So if you want to Check on the high school football playoff scores uh, for teams in North Florida, South Georgia, pockets, and parts of South Alabama. You can do that. Um, you know, check the previous episodes, like episode seventy-three and some of the earlier episodes. You have been listening to episode show number seventy-four of the Teal Shirt Report. On this podcast, we do primarily check the Jacksonville Jaguars and. Uh, updates on the Jacksonville Jaguars games and, and of course, their upcoming games, which we'll delve into on the next podcast in episode show 75. But this is episode show number 74. We do Jacksonville Jaguars information, North Florida Entertainment, also other area sports. Um, and we, we talk about the SEC, Southeastern Conference football. So we, we do Jacksonville Jaguars information, North Florida Entertainment, other area sports, and we do follow primarily in college football, the SEC, and some of the other surrounding schools as well. That's going to do it for the Teal Shirt Report this time around. This is episode show, episode show number 74. It's been amazing. We've done 74 episodes. We're now listened to in as many as 21 states, and we're listened to on Anchor. Um, these are the platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast. Pod Paradise, uh, Himalayan. Uh, Himalayan is uh, more of an international, and we've got international listeners. So Himalayan, that's uh, Himalaya. It's actually called Himalaya.com. Uh, you can go to Himalaya. 
Um, I think a lot of people, uh, it's more of an Asian. Uh, I'm going to say it's. Uh, there's probably a lot of Asian countries that use Himalaya, but you can you can listen to Himalaya. I listen to it sometimes, uh, you know, here in the uh, United States of America, uh, here in North Florida. I've checked all the platforms out to see what kind of job they're doing. We're also on Breaker, Himalaya, Pod Paradise, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout has that really good player that you see us when we do our advertising and some of the, you know, the Facebook, the many Facebook groups out there. So again, thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report. This has been episode and show number 74. I want to thank our producers, Alex Nunray, who's one of one of our outstanding BigJReport.com contributors. Alex does interviews during the high school football games, and he's a producer helping us with the Teal Shirt Report. I want to thank uh, JC up in the western Georgia and South Alabama areas. Um, you, you can see JC's work at BigJReport.com. He also takes pictures at uh, tennis events uh, that he goes to. I know there's a, and I know that a lot of the events have been canceled it, in 2020, you know, due to the COVID 19 uh, situation. However, you can still go to our website and see some of the great tennis photos JC's taken from the last couple of years uh, that he's covered the, uh, the tennis tournament in Dothan, Alabama. So you can check out those photos, many tennis photos in the neighbors section, in the neighbors sections of the bigjreport.com from the uh, tournaments that have gone by in uh, 2019 and uh, 2020. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, well, I say 2020. 2020 should have been canceled, right? It was canceled, the t- tennis tournament. Uh, but the photos actually go back to, I believe, 2018 and 2019. That's what I'm trying to say. Those photos at BigJReport.com. The tennis photos go back to the year 2018, the 20, 2019 year when they had the tournament in Dothan. And we look forward uh, for JC to cover future tennis tournaments. He handles football, too. JC, a big expert on Southeastern Conference football, particularly the Western Division. My forte may be the Eastern Division, but uh, I want to thank our producers, uh, JC up in South Alabama and Western Georgia. I want to thank Alex Nunry uh, here in North Florida, our producers of the Teal Shirt Report. It makes our it really makes our podcast so much better with the help of those uh, individuals. So again, Alex Nunry and JC, thank you for your help. Uh, here on the Till Shirt Report. Again, this has been episode show number 74. Have a great day. We'll be back with episode 75 soon. Check us out on your usual platforms. And again, thank you to all of the folks listening in as many as 21 states and all of our international listeners worldwide. My name is Scott. You've been listening to the Till Shirt Report, and I'm out. Hey, have a great day. (laughs) 